0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow i'm trying to grow the podcast and i want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information so if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist i appreciate you and please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lightdown universe thanks so much and enjoy the show What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. So today I came across a really awesome and interesting article. Uh, It talks about um, the Orion Cube. It also talks about the difference between extraterrestrials and aliens. Now, in my mind, the two have always always been the same. But apparently, according to one whistleblower who worked in the government uh, a few decades ago, states that there is a distinct difference between the two. So we'll get into that in just a second. Now, If you haven't heard of the Orion Cube, uh, it's this technology that was supposedly given to us by the Zeta Reticulans that would give us information about the expectation of the future. But we're not going to do too much on the Orion Cube. I'm going to kind of go over uh, Dan Burrish's story and what he tells us about the difference between aliens and extraterrestrials. So Dan Burrish, uh, this article comes to us from Infinity Explorers, uh, written by Ansh uh, uh back in 2018. So he talks about Dan Burrish, who got his doctorate in microbiology. He was a former worker of the secret military forces of the United States as well. And he details very puzzling information about extraterrestrials, the Orion cube, time machines, secret government plans, and human extinction, which is interesting. So for Dan Bursch's story, we go back to 1964, where he was born in California. He studied microbiology and psychology at the University of Las Vegas, Nevada. And he graduated in 1986 with a Ph.D. in microbiology in 1989 from New York. So this is really interesting because (laughs) he used to be really interested in basketball. But his true passion was science. And after five years, he was given a microscope, his very first microscope. And later, he became the youngest member of the Microbiology Society of Los Angeles. The youngest member. Very interesting. So, what does, he, what, what does this have to do with aliens? Well, we're getting there. So in 1986, he receives an unexpected visit at the University of Las Vegas by a so-called secret government agent and, and another one. Actually, there's two in military uniform. And they offered him to work on a top secret project where he could put his talent to work at a maximum level. In 1987, he began working at the Nevada State Government Office. Related to prison, pr- prison parole, however, in 1989, he began receiving tissue samples, and he examined them at another location and sent the report to a place of origin of the same. In the same year, he worked on a secret project called Sharp Storm. I'll have to do some research because they don't give us much information on Sharp Storm. But in 1994, he was taken to an underground location called Century Four. Now, this is the very first time I've ever heard of Century 4, so maybe I'm behind the times a little bit, but it's the very first time I've heard of it. Uh, apparently, Century 4 is part of Area 51, and he stated he began working on the Aquarius project. He learned that the military was in possession of ships and extraterrestrial beings. One of the departments. Uh, worked with the Orions who came from the star system Zeta reticuli, which very many of us are very familiar with, right? Um, he also received information about the Eisenhower Agreement and beings called P-50 as well as the Orions. So that's what we're gonna get we're gonna get into the difference between these P individuals and the Orions. Uh, He also worked in a place called the Bay of Galileo, where he saw different types of spacecraft. One of the ships that he saw was the ship that Bob Lazar worked on, which was the sport model in the 80s, and other ships, including the ones that crashed at Roswell back in 47. So Burrish, to get to the point of our article, states that we have a misguided concept of aliens, and that He clarifies that aliens and extraterrestrials are not the same beings. The aliens are beings from other planets in our dimension. The extraterrestrials are humans from the future. And that they travel in time to solve certain problems. But they're here on Earth as they are actually the evolution of humans thousands of years in the future. So they're distinguished into four groups, with the letter P. He states, this means present time followed by the year in thousands into the future. So, for example, he states, Roswell, uh, the Roswell aliens were P-24. That means our present time plus 24,000 years into the future. So this gets really interesting, right? Because many people theorize we're not going to make it past the year 3000. Even uh, Joseph McMonigle, remote viewer number one, stated he couldn't even remote view past the year 3000. It was impossible for him to do it. He couldn't do it. And he stated that many other individuals had the exact same issue. So is it possible to remote view that far into the future? I don't know. But... Is it possible for these folks to live 24,000 years in the future? Maybe. I mean, you know, the earth is still going to be here. We're not, I mean, we might kill ourselves off and we might kill the environment, but it will go through a period of rebirth and and processing out all the BS that we made, all the chemicals that we screwed up on. And it will will eventually find homeostasis again and allow for individuals to, and, and species to develop again. But he stated that there are other P groups, uh, such as J-Rod P-45, uh, which is one of the individuals who helped our government, uh, J-Rod P-52, and J-Rod P-54. He says that these J-Rods suffer from a very painful illness and that he participated in this project to find a cure, which would lend credence to his microbiology expertise. You have have to always question, you know, what are these guys in there for, why are they part of these programs, but this would explain it. So he claimed that he had taken blood samples of a female of these beings, and that for two years he worked on this project studying the beings. He states he assures that they came to establish a friendly relationship, and that in one of the face-to-face meetings, uh, this one skipped protocol pouncing on him he telepathically transmitted a large amount of information in which he learned that two-thirds of humanity died in a nuclear catastrophe two-thirds okay so we got eight billion people right now so two-thirds would be like two point something person million uh, billion right so maybe 2.5 somewhere in there <clears throat> Which still is a lot higher than the Georgia Guidestones wanted us to keep. Georgia Guidestones only wanted us to keep about 500 million. So. But he states that in this catastrophe, a part of the people hid underground to survive. And others survived on the surface. 24,000 years later, the most advanced beings on Earth could travel in time. And that's why they traveled to Roswell in 1947. He states that Roswell's ship was actually a time machine, which is really interesting. He states they did not come from another planet, but they did come from <coughs> Earth. Now that's fascinating to me. So, in Colonel Corso's book, "The Day After Roswell," which is a fantastic book, if you don't get it, if you haven't had a chance to read it, you got to read it. He states that the beings were made to travel in t- in space time. The beings that were on that ship. He states that they had two brains, one of them to control the ships, and and one of them for other purposes. He states they did not reproduce. He also affirmed that the ship was the key to technological progress. So, of course, right, like the ships have all the technology and the beings have the knowledge. So the beings might be able to give them some knowledge, but not, not the technology per se. They might not even know how... To, to you know explain the technology. So we have to kind of reverse engineer from our, our standpoint. He states that there were other groups of survivors uh, of the extinction that evolved on the moon and on Mars and finally made it out to Orion, where the P52 individuals came from, or the Orions, which in spite of being terrestrials, they also colonized these other places, which is really fascinating, right? Like, it, it's almost like humans had gone and, and, and uh, procreated on other planets and then developed in those star systems. This is really interesting. Uh, he stated that the P-45 uh, individuals were the most Machiavellian. They had a thirst for nuclear catharsis to pass in our future in order to justify their existence. So it's kind of like the Marty McFly syndrome, right? Like, they have to have their parents go to the the under-the-sea dance and kiss, otherwise Marty McFly won't survive. And the same thing with these P-45s. They won't survive unless we have this nuclear catharsis to pass in our future. Uh, He states that these P-45s are also responsible for the majority of the abductions and that they lack emotional empathy. Well, yeah, I mean... They probably don't care about us, right? We're we're individuals in the past. Um, I just watched like a time travel video. I can't remember or movie where uh, you know it's basically like they were saying like they're already dead. I think it was the Twelve Monkeys series, you know, where they're they're bouncing back and forth in time, and like the individuals that uh, Cole was I- interacting with were already dead, right, to him. If he went into the past. These individuals are already dead, so they don't really mean much to him. Uh, He's trying to save his future. So, uh, it also states in the article, obviously, we've heard this a million times, Eisenhower met with these different extraterrestrial groups to avoid obvious nuclear catastrophe. The meetings were diplomatic discussions. Blah, blah, blah. Right? But they went off and violated their treaty. Uh, The Orions, though, gave... President Eisenhower, a cube about 8 centimeters wide by another 8 centimeters long, incapable of predicting the future. It was passed between the rich and powerful to be able to choose well in their lives. Burrish worked directly under the orders of the Majestic 12. Very interesting because I was just watching it. Uh, one of the recent episodes of Cosmic Disclosure on Gaia, and they talked about the Majestic 12 and these other agencies, that truly run the government, and that the president really is just a temporary hire, a temporary employee, should say, of the government. It's just temporary, right? They're going to be in and out. These other, other agencies really run the programs because they need multiple people to run these programs, you know, through presidencies. So he states, one of the most important statements uh, are those related to the Stargates, that they are devices made on Earth, but with extraterrestrial technology. According to him, the information on how to make them was actually in the Sumerian tablets. That they were used to communicate with other extraplanetary civilizations, and with them, you could access a wormhole. Sounds like the Stargate show, right? He stated that next to this enormous apparatus, there was a platform that allowed uh, allowed you to throw an ob- object into the wormhole to travel to other stars, teleporting people or materials from one place to another instantly. He stated that Burr stated that it was not very reliable and that he saw one person die during the experiments. Interesting. Seems like that kind of technology would have been perfected, right? (coughs) Before sending somebody through, maybe they were still working on it. He stated that this device is also known as looking glass and was used to see probabilities of future events. As they saw and looked into this looking glass technology, catastrophes could happen because of these stargates. According to the doctor, there are 50 stargates on Earth. Although all the stargates have been apparently dismantled, we are still in danger of extinction today. So that's kind of where they leave off with the article, you know, we can kind of like review a little bit more about it, but basically, you know, there's, there's this, this issue, right, with these, the, the, the extraterrestrials versus uh, aliens argument. Do extraterrestrials exist separate from aliens? Extraterrestrials being humans, not aliens, humans from our future 24,000 50,000 years 52 and 54,000 years into the future and it's interesting because when you think of, you know, an entity that's from 50,000 years in the future versus one that's 54,000 years into the future, you would think okay, maybe not that dissimilar. But if these individuals had branched off earlier in those thousands of years let's say they branched off at 20,000 years or 10,000 years and went to different planets and then evolved on those planets in different star systems with different gravity with different elements with different food nutrients technology they may start to look different act different have different societies and different priorities and have different interactions with other extraterrestrial species that might develop their moral code, develop their agreements, develop their capabilities so that they know exactly what they're working on. So that's the issue, right? Is that we have kind of kind of a lot of a lot going on here <laughs> in this article. We have we have aliens versus extraterrestrials. Do you believe That there are extraterrestrial humans that are from the future that came back in different time periods, especially Roswell. And some people believe that those individuals that were in the Roswell crash were robots or biologically created entities for developed for space-time travel to either warn us about an impending future doom or to create some sort of trade agreement where they traded humans for, uh, you know, extra uh, abduction um, allowances for technology? Or do you think that these entities are merely uh, just aliens, not extraterrestrial humans from the future or extraterrestrial beings that originated from Earth and came back, but actual aliens? Now... <clears throat> There is a video that's kind of been going around the internet for quite a while now. uh, That It's been called, like, the Alien Interview, and there's a couple of them, right? There's one with a really small alien that just has these huge black eyes and doesn't move its mouth, but seems to be able to communicate, and and there's, like, some subtitles in it. Then there's this bigger alien that seems to be able to speak English in a really deep, like, Batman voice and really, you know tells us that we it's it's our evolutionary descendant from you know the future and that you know that's why it looks different and but it looks like you know like a big tall white or tall gray just big and the interview is very bizarre the person that's interviewing the human that's interviewing the alien just sounds way too sarcastic to me to be real and if they were really trying to interview this alien that could probably destroy us or their species could destroy us i don't think we would be acting too sarcastic i mean obviously this thing is far more developed than us anybody that's acting sarcastic to this thing is just asking for an intergalactic ass whooping so uh i don't believe that 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 video is accurate i mean if the video portion is accurate maybe but i don't think that the audio portion is accurate at all i think that it's just way too ridiculous <laughs> to believe. I think that maybe on the alien side, what they had written for this alien to say, or, you know, in the video, you know, made up, um, could be true, you know, but d- just to develop the, p- the production of it just doesn't seem real to me. So, but what they say in there is that they are evolutionary descendants, and that they are, they did come from, you know, another planet. Um, after after earth right like they had to get off earth but they were our evolutionary descendants originally so is it possible for an alien species to look different than us be our evolutionary descendants and have both of those things mutually be true at the same time well if we know that the dna genetic farmer races come here and mess with our dna and if we did come from you know chimpanzees Well, obviously, we look different than the chimpanzees, right? So is it possible for these aliens in the future to look different than humans? 1000%. They could genetically modify themselves and over time look completely different than what we look like. Could they have larger heads to allow for a larger brain pan so that they could have more intelligence and the capability of telepathy? 110%. Could they look like they have the huge eyes... 110%. Why would they have those huge eyes? Maybe they have to live underground because we annihilated the air, right? Just think about the recent train derailment that caused the vinyl chloride to go into the air. Maybe this is the beginning of the end, right? Like, humans are going to have to go underground to survive and develop breathing apparatuses and, and, and air purification systems and so on and so forth, right? Like, who knows? Nobody knows the future. Anything is possible, so for these things to exist mutually with other aliens from other planets i think it's definitely possible i think it's 110 percent definitely possible and if we're going to survive any future catastrophes we're going to have to make some radical changes in our lifestyle most likely going underground and the government has already built probably hundreds of bases underground at this point that we have factual references to because we know contractors who have worked on them and we know that they exist. We know that they exist. Just look at Area 51 and S4. The government has stated that they exist. People have gone down and worked on them and told us that they exist. So they already have these, these facilities that they could live in for hundreds of years probably with the technology that they could have for uh, seed plantation uh, to develop crops without needing to be on the top of the planet they can do hydroponics it was one of the ideas that they had in uh stargate universe they they had a, a ship that had its own hydroponic system built into it and i'm sure there was some stargate star star trek episodes with the same idea i mean this idea goes long before you know this this time period so what do you think Aliens, extraterrestrials, extraterrestrials, just uh, humans from the future coming back, trying to warn us, trying to change things so that they uh, don't have to deal with all the drama later. I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. Anyway, wanted to share it with you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, meditating, praying, doing what you need to do to, to take care of yourself getting some peace and quiet for yourself, doing some fun hobbies for yourself, and, you know, taking care of your family and your loved ones. Um, and as always, you know, can keep your eyes on the skies. Keep questioning the universe around. Keep questioning the information that we're receiving because we know that there's a lot of people just straight up lying to us and we have to find the truth for ourselves. So, take care of yourselves and Locked On Universe out.